On today's episode of Web3 Made Easy, we fought the SEC. The SEC has recently sued Binance, listed out a variety of other cryptocurrency tokens. We had some lawyers step up, discuss the lawsuit, and what it actually means for the crypto space. We answered a variety of different questions around everything that's going down with it. What exactly is the Howey test? What constitutes a security versus a commodity? Where do people stand in the argument against it all? And where do NFTs and other cryptos align with all these statements? It was a rather interesting and educational session today, but if you want to tune into the episodes live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, at Easy It's Bodega on Twitter. Shout the title sponsor of all the content, HelloMoon.io, giving us analytics, giving us data, helping us navigate the entirety of the Solana space all completely for free. But let's dive into the episode. What is going on, Web3 ecosystem? We are so back. Things are going well. Feeling good, living better. And uh, it's certainly been an electric day. We had Binance getting sued by the SEC, and they named 10 cryptocurrencies that they said are unregistered securities that Binance has been illegally selling. Amongst other key takeaways was Binance and the Binance US specifically founders were siphoning out and commingling funds and purchased a private yacht, good use of capital, and a bunch of other key takeaways in which they said Binance has been doing some nefarious activity. My personal favorite line as well as many others and the one that the SEC actually tweeted out with an infographic was a 2018 chief compliance officer of Binance stating, we are operating as a fucking unlicensed securities exchange in the USA, bro. I don't know. Sounds like you really put a target on your back with that one. Absolutely chaotic moment. On top of this, news just broke that Doquan, the popular founder of the Terra Luna Ponzi blockchain, has gotten out on bail and people speculating that he pulled a gunna and ratted. And that is why Binance was faced with these charges. Uh, I spent a large amount of time today reading 136 pages and breaking down a lot of the document and specifically judging into what they outlined from the cryptocurrency side of things to what's a security, what's not. And uh, there's certainly some in there that have me more worried than others. The fact that they outright called out Solana for being deflationary when in its current moment it's not and did not mention Ethereum at all was quite surprising. They did also mention some key things in regards to gaming tokens, Sandbox, Axie Infinity, and Mara, which is the Decentraland token. And those, for me, were the ones that were uh, a little bit more of a cause of concern, specifically stating play-to-earn mechanics, tokenization aspects uh, with intent to earn a return on the investment, which was more or less outstated. The Polygon one was also rather interesting. Uh, they had double-digit tweets from Sandeep bull posting about the price of the token, which they stated could be construed as speculation of a positive return on investment. And that seems to be their, uh, their large thesis here, is the big push towards belief of monetary gain. So it's, uh, it's certainly been rather interesting. I've been following it for an extended period of time. And it's, uh, it's been a chaotic day. We saw token prices sell extremely hard. We've seen... A lot of key things here. And then on top of it, of all days to really go after the metaverse, AR, VR, etc., Apple drops their augmented reality headset. $3,500. Everyone on the timeline bull posting that the metaverse is coming. It's been uh, pretty interesting to say the least. But let's just, let's just dive into it. We got a lot to talk about, a lot to break down. Opportune timing for, across the board. So shout out to the title sponsor of all the content, HelloMoon.io. Giving us analytics, giving us data, helping us navigate the entirety of the Sauna ecosystem all completely for free. Shockingly, on 24-hour volume, we're up 19%. 
We've done 76,750 Solana volume, 1.54 million on the JPEGs themselves. Tensor is actually increasing their market share lead. Their AMM is up to 59% of total volume on Tensor. Marketplace at 41%, hosting 48% of all Solana volume on the daily with 37,000. Magic Eden at 35% with 26K. HadeSwap at 14% at 11K. TXO doing 100 sold volume today. I don't even know that you could buy shit on TXO, but here we are. Other, they don't even tell us what it is, doing 20 sold. Fractal at 17, Solcia 1 sold, and GooseFX at 0.05 sold. I don't even know what you're buying for 0.05, but that's still 0.05 higher than Holy Grails. And as we look at the top collections, Mad Lads holding steady at 100, ABC at 32, SMBs at 202, Clannosaurs at 58, DJ Apes at 48, Asset Dash up to 11.7, Oogie off slightly to 14.5, down about half a soul, OK Bears at 46, Zero Monkey Biz at 14, Sharkify at 28, Heist at 10.5, Soul Casino down about five soul to 45, Wolf Capital at four, Dual Bots back into trending collections at 27, Blocksmiths at 61. And as we pivot over to the open seas in the one hour trending chart, everyone's favorite chart, Extreme Pixels at 0.03, Opepin Edition at 0.92, FF6000 at 0.14, Sproto Gremlins with the sell off of the century down to 0.3, Worldwide Webland at 0.24 on the back of the ARVR play, The Grapes at 0.25, Lil Pudgies at 0.38. And over to the top collections. Azuki still at 17.7. Mutant Apes at 10. Board Apes at 47. Pudgy Penguins at 4.9. Beans at 1.6. Oni Force at 1.5. D Gods also at 10. Holding right in line with Mutant Apes. MFers back over 1 to 1.1. And uh, solid day. So let's get right into it. Bunny, Frisk, Manny, how are we living? Dude, the, the Apple Vision Pro already, same floor price as you. That's crazy. Yeah, you could sell a U and get one of those. And they'll definitely be more volume than Polygon, right? Yeah, they're definitely going to do more in sales today. Also, not not a great a great quote from the CCO, but like I kind of get where he's coming from, dude. If I, I feel like I would have made that same exact quote if I was the CCO. Which which quote? You know, the, we're operating as a fucking unlicensed security exchange in the USA, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't. I would have been freaking out too, dude, at some point at that in that job. Yeah, you are the chief security officer. Sounds like a pretty uh imagine having that role at FTX or Binance or Gemini. I mean, dude, they are running as an unlicensed security exchange in USA, bro. Like, well, that's exactly what the fuck is doing. So is Coinbase doing that? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody like are like are these not secure like are crypto is crypto you don't think crypto is a commodity, honestly. Good luck with that, too. I mean, there's a bill right now by the House Republicans to make that 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 distinction. Maybe ETH. I, they didn't name ETH. I don't know. No, if but that's because that. ETH is going to have its own personal and dedicated no, loss. You know what did get named before any of this? Soul. You know what got named before any of this, buddy? ApeCoin. No, that's not a secure. There's a literal. That's there's it. a literal investigation into board apes about this. <sighs> you know what, dude? What? It, it's fine. <laughs> Is your ape a commodity or a security? I don't think, I don't think Ethan. No, Ethan ape coin. I could see those being commodities, personally. But the other ones, I mean, dude, they're security. So just just Ethan ape coin are the only commodities in the whole world. I didn't say the only ones. I just think they're the safest. Hmm. Hmm. 
Okay. All right. Well, that's where we are. Uh, Frisk, what's going on? I can't read, so <clears throat> you're going to get all of my questions today. Easy. Yeah, please. Let's hear them. Um, okay. What is a security? Uh, a stock. Okay. So it's anything that is like it, 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 like a speculated asset that I guess you can bet on and like expect like value to go up or down in it. Is that kind of what the difference so is? So the, the, the technical jargon is a security is a tradable financial asset that holds value and can be traded between parties. So Pokemon cards. No, they don't hold value. So that's a collectible. Yeah, that's how you know NFTs aren't a security right <laughs> They definitely don't hold value. <laughs> We're not going to get that. Okay, so then what's a commodity? A commodity, t- tangible terms, is a basic good used in commerce that is interchangeable with other goods of the same type and is often used as input in the production of other goods and services. So let's break this down. Security, okay. Okay, okay. just a financial okay. asset that allows you to speculate on price go up or down. Commodity can be exchanged well, for easy. other goods. Easy, easy, easy. This may be like the dictionary definition of a security, but you, yes. when you're looking at, if you're talking about the SEC complaint this morning, the test you're going to want to look at is called the Howey test, right? Yes. And that's going to lay out these four factors for what the SEC looks at for when it's deciding when a coin or an NFT or anything is is a security. So you don't necessarily want to look at the dif- dictionary definition. I, I just pull up the Howey test. I mean... That is the easiest way to determine it, but it makes it difficult because like, all right, so the four, but the there, four there ways. are actually many different tests, right? There are many different tests yeah. for what a security could be. There, there are other te- there are other types of securities, but the ones that SEC is alleging against these particular tokens in the Binance lawsuit is they're applying the Howey test. They're they're claiming that these are unregistered securities in the form of investment contracts. Yep. Uh, and the test for that comes from Howey. So and the four you- ways to define the Howey test: it's an investment of money is the first one, in a common enterprise is the second one. Third is the expectation of profit. And the fourth is to be derived from the efforts of others. So as layman's in breaking it down into the most simplistic terms, you're putting money into something that's of shared interest in a common enterprise, common enterprise being something that a central group, uh, other people can invest in with the expect. So you expect to turn a profit based on the hard work of other people. Correct. And it's those last two that are always the biggest fight in these cases. And we saw the exact same test being applied in the Astros lawsuit with Shaq that came out last week. Yep. And when people have been, been posting these tweets about how oh, like Solana is deflationary, it's not just that it's deflationary. It's the fact that it's now these are the allegations. I'm not saying I agree with these or that these are true, but it's the fact that the Solana organization as a centralized entity implemented this deflationary mechanic, which then controls you know supply and demand manipulates supply and demand to control price that's the allegation right so it's not just that it's deflationary it's not just like if you burn a dollar then that makes it into security it's like there's this central organization that is causing uh the, the price to appreciate or depreciate and that's that's what you get into that fourth factor derived from the efforts of others so in this case the efforts of others according to the sec is the Solana organization which is really interesting to me because like since it's a smart contract and like on the blockchain, isn't that just programmed? Like it's not technically the efforts of others, which is like where my speculation right. of ETH comes in. That's a very good argument. And I think that's an argument that you're probably going to see uh, made about a lot of these assets. 
And it's, it's part of the reason that most people generally consider Bitcoin to be uh, not a security because, as you said, it's all completely decentralized. There's no single organization or entity controlling what happens to the supply. Yeah. And then what made it more interesting, and this is why like somebody asked, like, what were my cases of like the coins that I thought were worse in this lawsuit than some of the others? And I specifically said Mara, Axie, Sand, and Filecoin. Because Filecoin largely centralized, uh, and the team itself, it, they had some some wild examples in there for Filecoin. But then they Sand, Mara, and Axie, all being technically games with a central entity behind them, specifically Axie, is that it's viewed as an investment vehicle by playing the game, you're getting a return. And that for me was where I was like, yeah, that one seems like the most clear-cut case. Yeah, I, I think you're also raising a good argument there. I mean, part of what uh, takes you out of being a security is if you're buying something for a consumptive use, right? If you're if you're taking it so that you can use it for other things. Like nobody considers buying gasoline a security, even though the price of that fluctuates and you could make money speculating on the price of gasoline. But because you're using the gasoline to do, you know, functional or useful things, uh, in the same way a lot of us use our Solana, it, it isn't a security. I think most people would find that a laughable idea. And that's, I think, like kind of like making the case here for where someone on the pro crypto side would be making the same argument. Much like gasoline powers a car, the underlying token powers the blockchain transactions to do other things. Um, and then the hardest part for this is like the Solana Foundation can't just press a button and make the price go up or down, which makes it even more difficult to rely on others for that price fluctuation. Um, it definitely puts NFTs in a really murky water, though. Let's play that much. So, yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. And that's what you saw in the, in the Astros lawsuit, you know, two weeks ago and, and DraftKings before that and mm -hmm. the uh, the Dapper Labs case with, um, sorry, what is what's that one? Oh, oh yeah, NBA Top Shot. Top Shot. Those are all cases where, you know, those NFT projects really do depend on the core dev team to, to make things happen with those NFT projects, which in turn reflects in the floor price. So, you know, the, there's a lot of different arguments that you can make about those being securities. But I think even if, if we're making these arguments, we've already fallen into the, tr into the trap of conceding that this is the right test. 100%. If, if I was the, the lawyer on this case, you know, I, I wouldn't concede that. I would not concede that Howie is the correct test to be applying to these types of assets. I think that Howie is, is a square peg for this round hole. It's completely inapposite is the word I would use. Um, and Ricky, just for context, yeah. just there may be some people listening who are not aware of who you are. You are a lawyer. Yeah, and I do this kind of litigation. Uh, this is this is my job. So I, you know, I'm not going to identify what firm I work for because I want to preserve. That's totally fine. But just so people listening understand, like it's not just someone who popped up from the audience and is stating these things. Like you have experience in this exact vertical. Correct. Yeah, and you know, the, there is a chance, and I'm hoping uh, to be able to represent, you know, some of these some of these entities. Um, but suffice to say, you know, I've worked for major centralized crypto exchanges uh, as, as a lawyer in that capacity. So I, I have some familiarity with these cases. I haven't read fully the complaint yet. It's kind of long, but you know, I've seen- Dude, these. wait till you get to the coin ones. The coin ones are the wildest part of this whole document because like okay. some coins are like 10 pages long with just pure examples of like founders and like creators and central entities of the token talking like bluntly about price and price go up. And then yeah. others, they're just like, it's three paragraphs. Like Solana's was one of the shorter ones yeah. where like their entire argument was the deflationary aspect. Yeah, it's kind of shitty because, you know, you get on the one hand, you get all these these complaints where the SEC says, look at the founders saying all these things about these tokens. 
And then just a few weeks ago, there was the SEC sued Bittrex, which is another centralized exchange. And in that case, they dinged the founders for trying to clean up their statements, where they were saying the founders were deliberately trying to structure their statements so that they wouldn't say things that made the token securities. So you're kind of damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you avoid using the language that makes it a securities, they'll still ding you. And if you use the language, just like they did in this case, then of course you're on the hook as well. So it, that should tell you where the SEC's mind is. They're, they're, you know, a lot of people in my industry like to call it operation like choke point or, uh, and the idea is, it, it is that the actions that they're taking pretty clearly indicate a much broader strategy to just sort of shut down crypto altogether. It's really upsetting to see. It's really interesting too, because we, right before you had joined, we were talking briefly about how the uh, Republican representatives have just put a bill to Senate to actually provide some clarity on if it's a commodity or a security. So it's like you have two very differing parties right now making bold stances on this on two very opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know that it's a partisan thing. And, and you know, I, I would caution people to, to, to categorize it into those simple terms because there are, you know, tech forward, crypto forward, uh, Democrats as well. Yeah, you look at uh, RFK, and Democratic very, no- potential nomination. Uh, he's pushing heavy for Bitcoin. They're they're very skeptical Republicans about crypto as well. People who are you know just sort of historically technologically you know phobic. So I you know just caution people against putting uh, these into like simple partisan terms. But definitely it's it's accurate to say this SEC administration is is very anti crypto. It'll be interesting because next year with the election cycle, what what some of these people put as the platform and try to push for on either side. But Fris, did you have any other questions there? Because I think this is like one of the more knowledgeable opportunities we can. Provide some insight on, especially with Ricky. We have Jesse up here. Some people with some law backgrounds that could really shed light on this. I mean, I'm going to ask the really, really basic questions, but like that, so that was a lot for me to like digest. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to do my own thing and take because this is brand new to me. Like I, I learn more every day by just learning. But I guess I, as simple as I can ask, and, it, and as simple of an answer as you can give, and I think I already know the answer, but I want to hear one of you guys say it. What is the issue with these coins being deemed as a security? Like, why is it bad? We would be purchasing unregistered securities, and that's illegal in the United States. Well, and I think the the second part of that question is why can't they just register as securities? And the answer is that registering at, with the SEC is extraordinarily expensive. It costs millions of dollars, and you usually have to get big law firms involved. You have to subject yourself to all kinds of reporting requirements, uh, and, and those those things are just prohibitively expensive for many of the types of scrappy startups that you see in web three. You know, imagine if every uh, NFT project like Bodagos, for example, had to register with the SAC. It takes like a year, two years uh, and millions of dollars. Uh, it's just not, you know, it's just not going to happen. Completely stifles the pace of innovation and all of the wonderful things that we've seen built just in the Solana ecosystem over the past year would cease to exist if they all had to register as, as securities. Okay, that, that actually really helps. Thank you. Oh, well, so let's hit some of these hands real quick. B, let's get the breakdown. What is goody? What is goody? We made it through a Tuesday. Um, oh, we're not even to Tuesday. It's, it's Monday, it's Chief. It's not Tuesday yet. Yo, I, I've been <laughs> so frazzled. Okay, so we're talking about all these regulations, and it's interesting because over in Europe, the G7 has just met, and they are also trying to figure out how cryptocurrencies are going to move forward. So I'm going to cook that or something. Yeah, but I've got team meeting. Hello? Go ahead, B. Someone okay. came unmuted. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, so basically, they have put together the Financial Action Task Force, and they are also looking into ways to streamline just because they see it building. So all of this, all of these things happening, I, I don't look at it as a bad thing. I look at it as a good thing. And two years ago today, El Salvador adopted Bitcoin as its national currency. Let's go, Naibo Kelly. Um, Binance faced with the $69 million outflow in under 60 minutes when, in crypto, when crypto investors dashed for the door amid the SEC charges. Meta employees are super unenthusiastic about their VR headsets and have asked if they can leave and go to work at Apple. Did the Bored Ape Yacht Club lose their mojo? The market for funky primates is down 64% year to date and 35% just in the last 90 days. Binance co-candidate for CEO, his name is Richard Teng. He is the current head of regional markets outside of the U.S. It looks like he will become uh, CEO if CZ decides to step down. The Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City is super bummed that they are going to have to give back $550,000 donation that they got from the now bankrupt FTX. A Patek Philippe watch just sold for $6.2 million. And Russian bank, Ross Bank, flips the bird to sanctions as they begin making cross-border payments with cryptocurrency. Say, fuck it. And... On this date in 1933, the United States officially went off the gold standard, meaning the U.S. has the power to manipulate money's value based on its economic wins. Also on this date in 1977, Apple released their first personal computer. In 2002, Apple introduced its first flat panel iMac computer. And in 2007, the first generation of Apple's iPhone was released on this date. That is what we have for this magical Monday. Back to you, Easy. I appreciate it. And I know Ricky's got to jump here. But Ricky, thank you for pulling up, giving some insight with everything. It's extremely, extremely appreciated and valued. You're an absolute legend and a gem to the space. Dolph, what do you got for us? Uh, I wanted to say when Bodago. And, and well, honestly... Dude, the, way, the way the market's moving, man, like... Uh, this month, I was promised this month. Um, I'm gonna hold you to that, but but two, I'm just bullish on Solana. That's all I wanted to say. Well, I just love having you up here, man. Proof of dub. It always it always thrives. It survives. Tig, what do you got for us? I'm on my uh, AirPods. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Um, I just want to apologize to Ricky because you put him in the same sentence as Jesse, who we know is named a real lawyer. Mm -hmm. So I apologize mm -hmm. for to him. Um, as your lawyer, Easy, I would suggest please don't answer any questions when someone asks you something to security. Uh, that's just my advice, uh, my advice to you. Also, DJ News tweeted out that there's a collection on Soul named Big Gods and claimed that Big God was behind it. That is false. Please do not buy that scam. Big God said it was not him, just to confirm. And uh, Ribbit. Ribbit. Ryder, what's going on? I'm curious, like, you know, your thoughts and maybe anybody else that knows more than me up here is that if the U.S. continues down this bozo path of opposing crypto and they keep doubling down on this kind of rhetoric and actions and they don't reverse their stance on this, do the secondary tokens and coins associated with crypto like you know like ethereum and solana like do we survive or does it get so battered down to a point where bitcoin barely makes it out where the rest of the world finally gets a chance to adopt it and it survives on the other side and everything else kind of has to start from scratch from terms of reputation 
um, and scalability. So right now, like the thing with crypto, in my opinion, it, it is a global currency. Like it's not just the United States buying, trading, selling this this asset and the associated NFTs and everything else. That's like DeFi and everything else. It's global. So like the global scale of this is like more fascinating to me. You look at Hong Kong and the United Arab Emirates and their central banks just partnered to pr- provide some like regulatory aspects in their regarded countries that's already looking far more forward facing. And I just think that if the U.S. continues to push it out, what's the bigger concern for me is that we just lose the U.S. as a potential for like just being a stronghold here and like being like this forward thought leader in the technological space. And you're just going to see other global entities continue to rise. You have the BRICS continuing to show an emphasis in their support for crypto. And that's not going to slow down. If the U.S. continues to push it out, if anything, they're going to just move more aggressively. So like, I don't think it's a matter of like, if the U.S. does this, then we're smoked. I think if anything, what's going to happen is if the U.S. continues to do this, offshore becomes a much more intriguing opportunity for crypto. And you're going to see businesses move there and continue to innovate. It's one of those things where like, I don't think blockchain is going to slow down by any means. You look at something like an Apple, which is already accepting payments with Apple Pay for NFT assets and other digital collectibles. You have VV, which is Disney's entity, already doing the same idea. I just think like the way we traditionally are managing it in the United States may shift. And I think that's the bigger thing here. Banger. Thank you, Easy. You're welcome for the softball. Yeah, nice and easy. Appreciate you. Manny, what's going on? Dude, the scariest words in the English language are, I'm here from the government and I'm here to protect you, dude. These people aren't going to do anything. They're the slowest people that exist ever. Like, unless they cut off our, like, off-ramp from centralized exchanges to banks, then we should be worried about this. Outside of that, this is all just posturing, political, like hear this, look at me, that. I was like, dude, Nancy Pelosi made $400 million on insider trading. Where was the SEC on that, dude? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is all just, like, the new FOTM flavor of the month, what they're all against. Like, they forgot that Sam Bankman-Fried gave them $25 million last political cycle. Like, I am sick of these people. Like, I just want to go off the grid and end my rant, dude. Dude, it's just like really interesting to me because to your point too, like Celsius hasn't been tried. There's been nothing going on with that. FTX went bankrupt and like there hasn't been much of a push against that entire situation. So like if they're really trying to protect us, I feel like that's where protection is needed and like valued, not uh, not just gaming tokens that have sub 100 million market cap, you know? And then on top of that, dude, there was like coins that were outlined as securities that like they had no real ju- like justification as to why. And some of them have like barely done a billion volume in like the last year. Like it's, I don't know, man. Fred's co-host privilege. What do you got? You guys can hear me now, right? Yeah, cool. Canadian Wi-Fi. Um, speaking of Canadian, uh, I think Ryder kind of already asked a question here, but I guess another kind of dumb question, obviously like I'm not going to pretend like the U S kind of isn't like the center of the world or whatever, but like if this SEC were to find cryptocurrencies as securities, what does that mean for the other 194 countries around the world? They'll adopt it at a more aggressive rate. We're already seeing it by like the East. We're already seeing it by a ton of other places right now that are like way more interested in accepting this and like providing an opportunity. I just think like the US is kind of shooting themselves in the foot for like arguably one of the most emerging technological advances from like a tech standpoint with blockchain tech. And we're already seeing the US fumble this entire opportunity. So I mean, like, dude, you're in Canada. They're shutting down exchanges left and right. And yeah, we're fucked. You can still access crypto. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a big issue. And I, I don't doubt in my mind at all that like whatever path the U.S. goes down, Canada is just going to follow suit because I'm not going to get into that. But um, follow-up question to that. Oh, God, I lost it. Come back to me. All right, no problem. Let's go over to Shrimp. Shrimp, what's going on? Dude, everybody seems to like love this SEC news, and I'm sitting here having fun while everybody else is complaining about securities and commodities and shit. Dude, I randomly minted this mint link to launch my NFT that was on like uh, the timeline today. I minted like 40 of them, dude, and I'm up. They're like, I'm like, if I sell all of them, it's almost 10 soul, man. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I just randomly minted this shit and we're up, baby. I've been selling them like, you know, steady pass. I'm up like three or four soul right now. And I still got like almost 30 of them. I would have bet easy. I would have bet my ape that shrimp's comment wasn't on the SEC. Oh, absolutely not. Like, dude, I mean, come on, let's be realistic here, dude. Like, I mean, we're all criminals now. We just got to sit there and continue. Whoa, 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 whoa. We? We? We, yeah. We? Okay. Only the Solana. Yeah, it's only the Solana and Sandbox maxis, dude. We're fine. Bunny, you have Solana NFTs. I don't want to hear it. You have Bunny's entire profile picture has a dedicated SEC case against it. Exactly. See, yeah, no, but dude, just have some fun while you know the government keeps doing. Uh, no, just, we're undefeated in court cases so far, so yeah, nah, one enough. But I've had a great day. Fuck this SEC shit. Proud of you, I guess. All right, well, George Boy, what's going on? What the fuck? Jesus Christ, George. Oh, dude, what the fuck happened to my mic? Hey, we're just out here on another day. I want to congratulate Shrimp on the $3.50 win. Well, um, hold on now. Hold on now. We're, <laughs> we're up to 10 soul. What is that? That's at least like 200 bucks, maybe? 300 Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Come whoa. on. That's, settle, that's, settle, hey, settle. man, I can, that, that's my lunch money for this week. <laughs> anyway, I want to touch on uh, today's news. Like The 5% drop that we've seen is nowhere near as bad as what we've seen in the past. That was so weak. And, hey, well, chill. Um I mean, are we slowly moving towards not nuking our own bags due to FUD like this? Like, we've seen way worse in the past. I mean, dude, we're all broke anyway at this point. So, like, everyone's already sold the assets. There's no money on the sidelines to buy the assets. So, they're just kind of trading in limbo. We bounced pretty nicely, I will say. Like, I was looking at some fib lines on the charts, and we bounced right off of one. And I was like, shit, I should have fucking been watching these. And I was kind of late. The ones that did continue to sell were the gaming tokens. Because I think those like genuinely do have the strongest case against them. And uh, that'll be really interesting. Like I plan to stay on top of this and see what happens next. But dude, it sucks. Because I was literally filming a video about how the SEC was putting out some legislation to determine if it's a commodity or a security. Then this drops today. And it ba- I had to delete the whole video. I was like, I can't even post this anymore. Because the SEC just outright outlined this and made it clear that like that entire video was a fucking wash. So here we are. Beat, what do you got? Yeah, dude, it's it's all this shit is crazy, right? Like it's it's this underlying thing. Um, like we've got Senator Warren saying cryptos related to fentanyl. We had, I think, Obama was on yesterday or the day before, and he's saying the reason cryptocurrency is bad is because we can't stop things like terrorism and child pornography when money's being sent. It's like to me, these are ridiculous arguments, right? Like it's it's I, I don't so, so there, there's an underlying social argument that that we have to have that, that that deals with privacy and how how much they the government wants to give us or how how much we demand we want to take like 
we're getting really close to that. And I think crypto is one of these things that is going to possibly propel this argument to like the forefront. So we so we discuss it like it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward for sure. Oh, it's going to be absolutely fascinating to see what yeah. happens moving forward. Like that's the thing right now is, dude, it's just like a really interesting time, I would say. Like where we are right now is like we're on the age of like a, a revolution basically of where this space goes and there's got to be some definitive answer. We've been asking for clarity. And at the end of the day, if it gets marked as a security, I don't think the space dies by any means. I just think that it, it uh, evolves a little bit slower in the U.S. So hey, that's kind of where my head's at. Yeah, and, and last two things on that point. So, so one, like I mentioned earlier, like Russia's moving around money against sanctions, right? And we have there's no way to control that because they're using crypto. So that's the kind of shit they're talking about. But we also have an election coming up. And so what's going to be interesting about that shit is like, there, there will be a divide and whoever wins and is on if, if the winner is on the side of crypto, I think all of these arguments will literally vanish. So so like what Manny was saying, like this is part of a hype cycle. Um, George was saying it as well. Like, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think we need to double down and, and bite the bullet. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those waiting games because like all of us as retail investors don't really have much insight into like what's happening behind the screens. And like what's going down in those conversations. And we have to just kind of speculate on it. Sweeper, what do you got for us? Yeah, this whole move by the uh, SEC and the U.S. government, I think is going to be short-lived. We, The United States is proud, uh, is prided itself on being on the forefront of technology. And this would be the first time where we're really stifling technology advancements. And I just don't think long-term we'll be able to do it. Um, either some different political party will come or will change our mind because it's really, I mean, it, it's I idiotic for us to do something like this. Just like we don't want other countries to get ahead of us. So I think over, over the next few years, this will be reversed and people will start thinking about it in a different way. I think the Binance stuff, it seems like he may have commingled funds, which would put him like SPF level SPF. But I think he's a sophisticated SPF. He's not an idiot. He didn't like take, all the money, right? He just took a little bit of money and um, commingled. So I think Binance may be in a little bit of trouble, but probably not nothing too too severe like people are talking about right now. Uh, I think the labeling of securities for Solana and a few other projects didn't make a lot of sense. But, you know, it's literally a security. They talk about the Howey test, but the secure, a security in the United States is whatever the SEC deems it to be. And then they can argue about it later. But, I mean, it literally it comes down to those guys just making up whatever they want to say. And then the lawyers will go out it. But I think I think we're going to see a move lower and lower. Solana, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Solana is like sub-20. Sub Bitcoin's like hanging on for 25K right now. I think uh, we're going to see a bit lower, but overall still bullish. Yeah, it's... Moving uh... Yeah, I guess we're going to have to wait to see what happens with it. It's certainly not pretty, I would say. Uh, the market action today was extremely bearish. We haven't broken down below the lows, though, of uh, end of May, which is like more interesting to me. Like That was right at the edge of 19. That's kind of where I'm looking. But let's hit the rest of these hands so we're uh, almost at time here. Mac, what's going on? No, not much, man. Yeah, it, it was weird. I, I woke up, was bullish, and then uh, I thought I'd seen some positive price actions on some things going and then got hit with this crazy news. And uh, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of it is 
that there's a very big lack of understanding from the old heads that don't understand what's going on, but they feel there's a threat. And that threat is we're creating something that they can't control. So they're going to kind of like try and control it and go for the power grab however they can. But I think, it, you know, it'll be a small knock. But like somebody else was saying a minute ago, too, is like this easy. You said it, too. Like this isn't like you can't kill crypto. That's like as dumb as it sounds. It's like killing the Internet. Like you you only can get rid of it by shutting down the Internet. And, like, yeah, they can try and control it in certain areas and things like that, but it's something that's going to live on. And if we don't accept that as <clears throat> as a nation, we're going to fall behind. And, again, though, I think this is one of those, like, last-ditch efforts as a presidency or, like, people in office are trying to do some sort of thing before the next election. Because all this could happen for the next few months, and then once the next president comes in or whatever it may be, the new team to come run things, and if they're bullish on crypto or they don't care as much, and they rather give the United States like uh, the ability to create and continue to build wealth and help bridge wealth gaps, it could be all completely opposite of what's going on right now, and all null and void and thrown out the window, but... I was hoping for a much bigger dip, to be honest. Like, I, I'm sitting in USDC and, and was ready to make some purchases. And I was like, ah, it, it didn't really dip much. So, could have been worse. We've definitely seen worse. Yep. Manny, what's going on? Sorry, I had to unmute. I was reading this article about uh, Hal Finley or whatever. But yeah, so Bitcoin's actually doing a raffle that ends in 50 hours with OXBT. It's like the first experiment to come out. And it's like a one of one that's on block 78 which is like one of these iconic blocks like that now that inscriptions are getting so high, like sats are getting really important and that's going to be the new rarity metric that people measure these things against. So I don't know. I think I'm going to get at least one ticket to have some exposure. It might be a thing. And um, I'm excited to see like the first deflationary measure come into that. And then uh, tomorrow we have the MXRC mint. I think that might cook. Definitely going to be public minting that at scale and uh, just kind of rounding us out with some alpha. I like that. I like a little bit of some alpha here. Always valuable. Frisk, what do you got for us? Manny kind of beat me to the punch there. I was going to mention both those things, but yeah, I think that is really cool. But uh, one thing actually that I, I guess I, I'm a little curious about <clears throat> on the security side, what does it mean for NFTs? Cause, and it, because th- when I mentioned earlier where I was like, oh, okay, it's like when, when you were like, it's selling trade, and I was like, oh, Pokemon cards, you're like, no, that's a collectible. So if NFTs are arguably collectibles, what does it mean in regards to, to like what we do? Because they're very much so collectibles, but they're also borderline not. Oh man. Yeah. We, that's the toughest. I mean, that's a million dollar question, dude. Everyone's wondering that. Like everyone's currently sitting here trying to figure out exactly what an NFT falls into. And if crypto gets marked as a security, the likelihood that NFTs will get marked as a security increases exponentially. So it's kind of this like battle between the two. There's just no clarity on it. So it's just leaving everybody kind of in this like gray area where we're kind of at right now. And that's exactly where we are. So until we get some form of clarity on the overarching crypto space, it becomes easier to dictate what these sub items are. And uh, it could go any way. It could be could also be marked as a security. Could also be marked as a collectible. Could be marked as art, which all have different kind of uh, investment vehicles and rules around. Right, them. but like also things like tokens. Like for example, like we take a staking contract. If you take some like dust, something like yeah, that shit's fun. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, staking's bad. Even like yeah, staking's like. 
real bad. That's the one thing that a lot of people have stated is like staking not good. Yeah, that's like the one thing they've emphasized too, right? Like is definitely a and even something like OXBT, for example, which was like an entirely, I guess, free mint to an extent, and like it, it like it has no inherent value. It's just like trading up and down, and whatever. That also could be deemed a security too, right? Because it's it's like a token. Yes. Oh shit. Okay. Well, where? Yes. So it's it's just kind of like we're waiting right now in this like gray area of like what is the main stuff for us to figure out what the smaller stuff is. I do want to bring Raiku up here briefly because I know he broke down the full document. But George, what do you got? Oh yeah, really quick, Georgie, I fucking miss you, buddy. Welcome back, bro. Dude, thank you. I mean, I just told Freeskin DMs you know, that George, I followed I know, his ass yesterday. Dude, George, one of my first friends in the space. I thought he left the fucking space. <laughs> no way. I miss you, buddy. What? I talk to George all the I time, man. How about you guys just DM each other? I don't want to get into this okay. shit. George, what's going on before we go to Raikou and Raikou? Wow, cranky, dude. I mean, I just climbed like 35 flights of stairs, and I'm full out of breath. So if I'm talking real quick or out of breath, like, pass me. Um, I was just going to touch on what uh, speaker, uh, sorry, Sweeper was talking about, about short and long-term stuff. Um, you know, I think we are in like a sh- where our attention spans are so small and so tiny and I feel like that's a lot to do with tech that's advanced so quickly that our short-term attention span is all that we think about. I think long-term we're okay. You know, I think everyone here, especially people that believe in, you know, the movement, it's not so much as like a monetary thing. It's like a movement. There is a lot behind it. There are real people and companies behind uh, Web3 and, you know, we'll be, they'll be progressing the space forward. So when it comes to people that are coming to power further on, I believe that there will be more like-minded people. Now, whether those like-minded people get heard and they um, share the same vision as us, that's sort of up to us. We have to start putting a foot down and, you know, bringing people into government power that have, you know, similar values to the people rather than letting people as they are now making these moves and decisions for us because it's bringing us down. And then that's, you know, that's socially uh, and economically. I think you're spot on, to be brutally honest here. It's like eventually people in power will have a better understanding of this entire space and be able to make more educated statements on it instead of kind of this speculative space we're in right now. Raikou, what do you got for us just to wrap? Yo, easy. Um, Yeah, I mean, today is kind of a bad day for crypto overall, but it just seems like the SEC is just really incompetent, and it shows. Um, As for staking, I think that's a completely different thing. I think the regulatory architecture for digital assets needs to be made separate from anything else. And um, there's quite a few politicians, especially in the Republican Party, that are now stepping up onto like the pro crypto stage. Um, some of my favorites are Emmer, who has been tearing Gensler apart. Um, Lummis and Gillibrand, I think they're both Democrats, um, and they proposed a really good law um, in a bill that seek to limit the SEC's power over crypto. Um, and it was basically like defining crypto and like setting rules and regulations on like what the extent and reach of the SEC and the CTFC were. Um, so it was really interesting. Um, and that's the bill where they banned algo stable coins. Um, so it's kind of like the first introduction to CBDCs. Um, but someone in one of my group chats raised the point that they always drop the bad news on Monday, like almost like someone's making money off of it. Like it's like almost inside trading. Um, but 
some of the interesting things that I've kind of noticed is um, one Ethereum wasn't mentioned on this, even though it is a deflationary model. Um, and two, basically none of these coins, they were all labeled securities because they barely passed the Howey test. Like in a real sense, you could make the argument that people hold coins as utility instead of investment value, especially if you're looking at some of the new narratives in Solana where it's like Solana, the chain might be used, but Sol, the token asset for the native ecosystem might never go up in value because of how cheap the gas is. Um, and when you look at it like that, then Solana is not an investment rather than, you know, a use case. Yeah, so it's a power. It's a power vehicle. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like if you consider Ethereum as like one watt instead of one dollar, then oh, there's no way it's a security. It's just a unit. Yeah, I think that's work. spot on. And it's I think a lot of this, too, stems from like the lack of education that comes from where the current government situation is and why they're kind of making this push. I think it does also set up like much further conversations around like CBDCs and government overreach into some of the other things that they're trying to take on. And I mean, it's just a lot of conversation. We could carry the space on for hours, but we're well past time. So that's going to do it. We're going to be back again at 8 a.m. Eastern time. I appreciate y'all rocking with us. Some great dialogue today about what's been going on across the space. Shout out all the speakers. Shout out everyone who came and went. Shout out all the great takes on this and even the questions that were brought into this. Shout out Frisk. for asking just some high level things. You're not the only one wondering these things. It's extremely valued. Kudos so to shout you. Out to Shri- yeah, shout out to Shrimp, too. I don't think you caught him in any of the. Dude just came up here to show the one bag he got on a day like today. I didn't even say what NFT it was. We're back at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Appreciate you all. We'll catch you in the morning.